good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. Welcome to this, the majestic episode number 213 of the Material Podcast, one of the few episodes remaining in which the number is actually uh, a legitimate area code. Uh, So enjoy. Uh, This is going out to uh, L.A. County. Uh, the people who are in the 213 area code, uh, if you want to consider uh, buying a membership because we're doing this special episode named exactly for you, that's up to you. But we're just doing it because, hey, we love L.A. or the parts of it where I'm still allowed to go. But let's not find Mandy and not go. Let's not forget the other half of the material podcast. Flo Ion. I'm Florence Ion. I love mm. L.A., by the way. I always try to find an excuse. As most people know, I'm going down in late August for a 90210 meetup. Um, also, this is version two <laughs> of episode 213. Uh, technical difficulties happen, but I'm kind of happy that we that we put a pause on that because it, it had turned into a flow rant session because I was in the middle of troubleshooting. And I and now I and now I fix things and and things ended up things ended up working out yesterday. Thankfully, yeah. The 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 only part that I wish we could it was uh, I should say it was technical difficulties on my end. I was having audio issues in which we could either and I was just having difficulties. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, but I you were telling me the story of like just one of the tech problems we're having that afternoon and. The all you had gotten as far as mentioning that there was something you you were planning on doing something later that afternoon, and then you said, "But first, I decided to apply a software update," and I'm, and I was like, "Oh, this is not going to be good." Yeah, so <laughs> I've been having, you know, look, I I tweeted the other day that it's a pain in the butt to be an Android user on a beta, and that people were like, "Well, it's a beta; it's not supposed to be like smooth sailing." <laughs> Look, I get it, but it's a free speech. I can say whatever I want. I can complain about whatever I want. Yeah. The problem is that now they have like the developer beta and the consumer beta. Yeah, that's and the because, thing. And because they're saying, oh, well, this, is, this isn't the developer cutting edge. This is the consumer beta. They yeah. wouldn't let consumers have it unless it was. They and, set me but, an alert. And you and you want to and you just realize after you've actually managed to hose down all the open flames around your phone mm-hmm. that oh that's right that that word beta was still in there wasn't it yes yes but so what I've been having weird issues with Android Q so what happened is yesterday I was on Instagram and I noticed that I couldn't hear any of my stories unless I unmuted an Instagram video post so stories and posts are two different parts of the app. And I just didn't understand why that was happening. And then I tried to edit a video on my Pixel 3. Um, I was trying to post some 90210 shenanigans and <laughs> I just couldn't hear the sound at all. And I, but I heard the pop, you know, like when you hear the sound for like just a quick blip and then it pops yeah. and it's just like not there anymore. So something is going on deep into the roots of the code that <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening with, with the sound. Um, it's off on some other things too. It's it's been really flaky, uh, and I've also so I applied the Android Q, the latest build. I think it's build five. I finally mm-hmm. got the OTA for that, so I was like, oh, let me update that. And then I updated that, and the Galaxy Watch Active, my Samsung Galaxy Watch Active, stopped working because what happens is, um, and I'm going to put these in the show notes so that if you would like to go down the rabbit hole I did, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Um, and I'll label it that too, flows rabbit holes. 
Um, and so what happened is there was an update back in April that I guess like um, kind of flubbed the Samsung accessory services. I thought that that was initially the problem, but I didn't experience this problem until I upgraded to the beta. So what I have surmised thus far is that the new background activity stats that are being introduced in Android Q to kind of like limit background activity is breaking one of my Samsung accessory apps because I need to have like, so I basically have three apps. I have the gear app and then I have these two plugins that I download separately I know this is a lot of work. And why didn't you just get a Wear OS watch flow? Because I couldn't find one I liked and yeah, exactly. that could me go underwater, okay? Okay. So so this whole thing is sometimes it breaks and I basically have to uh re just reset the watch and reinstall everything. So, you know, uninstall the plugins, reinstall them, restart the f- It's just like it's a pain in the butt. Not to mention I haven't been able to back up my watch because of this issues. So I don't actually have a backup on my Samsung account of my watch, which is a bummer because I have like all these apps and, you know, all these watch faces. And so I have to go in and I have to like re-sync my Samsung health data and then re-link that with Google Fit and then re-link that with HealthSync. And so it was just a reminder of, it's just such a, like, I'm thankful that I am able to do all of this on my own and that I just, like, instinctively know how to troubleshoot these things. Because imagine, like, just any any other person out there who's not as tech-inclined who's like, what is going on? This is garbage. This isn't working. <laughs> but those people probably also wouldn't be running a beta. So that's the other thing. But apparently this Galaxy Watch problem has plagued people not on the beta. I don't know. All I know is that I'm looking forward to Android Q being like an absolute stable release because I would like to be able to put music on my watch, which I have not been able to. Um, I was hoping to have like my Spotify playlist synced on the watch so I could broadcast them through Bluetooth on my underwater MP3 player, which also has like a Bluetooth mode. And I can't do that. But it's okay because what I did, what I ended up doing so that everybody knows, I was like, yesterday after Andy was like technical difficulties gotta go I was like you know what Andy said go to the pool and I was like Andy told me to go to the pool I should go to the (laughs) pool and I almost so I haven't been to the pool all summer I love the pool I love swimming I've always been a water person um I, I grew up going to the ocean California girl here and like I learned how to swim at a very young age um and so and it's great it's great cardiovascular exercise So I decided to just gear up and go. And what I did is I bought music off of Amazon, (laughs) you know, because you can download the MP3s like immediately. And so I bought music. Yes, I gave money to the artists. I made myself a little playlist. I downloaded a couple of podcasts through Pocket Casts, like the actual audio file. Um, I put them on the MP3 player because it has like whatever uh, data on there. And I went swimming with music and it was really fantastic. (laughs) I, I absolutely encourage anybody who likes to swim to get an underwater MP3 player. You can find them on Amazon for like 60 bucks. They're not, they're not for like diving. Don't go diving in a pool. And, and you know, it's more for like surface level swimming, but 
it was great. And like if water comes in, it doesn't matter because there's only one volume, which is loud. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes directly into your ear. It's great. And so I'm glad I figured out a fix for the little thing that I wanted to do, which was go swimming with music. But I'm bummed that I couldn't set it up the way that I had imagined in my mind I would with all these like gadgets um, because of just being an Android beta user. So that's my story. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, the very, the the way that technology can get me really discouraged about everything in life is when there's something that's so simple that I want to do that this thing has done perfectly every single time, but now uh, at a very important juncture. I don't know if it'll work. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to do some debugging or troubleshooting first. I still I still remember that and we're not talking about angry in that like waving my arms and like yelling at the, at this tech at this it's piece a of low, tech. It's a low growl. No, it's I'm like, just I'm just like the, that sort of Eeyore <laughs> sort of thing. Like oh well that's Oh, I'm what growling the whole time. I'm just like Nothing ever works correctly. You always got to work on it. It's not. I feel like that's a better way to approach it. Yeah. Well, it's like I I still remember uh, this was like actually a few months ago, but um, I was having one of those super busy days where I really had to block out that from one at one thirty, I'm going to stop working. I've been working since like eight. I'm going to stop working and I'm going to take 30 minutes to have lunch because I didn't have breakfast and the way I'm going I might not I might not notice that it's time for dinner either. So but 30 minutes and actually you know what I'm also going to watch uh, the uh, the daily show like on my uh, on on my Roku or whatever. And so quickly, okay, so one thirty, great, or to the whatever, and go to go to the kitchen, fix myself a sandwich and a drink and some chips. Go into the living room, and for some reason, Roku can't connect to the internet. Oh and, no! And I'm like, I I have thirty minutes to relax and not be stressed out, and I have to spend fifty Lay-o. to watch television. A device that historically, for the maybe the you know truly the majority of my life, it's a power switch that you click, and then it just simply works because it's pulling signals from the air. I'm required to spend ten to fifteen minutes troubleshooting a mysterious problem that will get me so stressed out that I cannot recover in fifteen minutes and then go back to work. Uh-huh. And again, just the Eeyore sort of effect. That says, this is how the world works. Don't get your hopes up. Then you'll never be disappointed. But it's incredibly relatable for all of us out there who just have a lot of tech in our lives. Like, this just happens. And I think, you know, maybe if if you, Andy and I weren't already, like, dealing with tech for paid work, that maybe, you know, when stuff breaks in our personal life, it wouldn't be, like, such a, you know... Yeah. Because then it would just be like a like a once in a while thing, but instead it feels like a constant stream of. Yeah, that, I think that that's still one thing that Apple uh, iPhones have over almost. Oh, every I one hundred percent thought about that with this beta, but then somebody was like, "Well, at least you're not on an Apple beta. It's the same way," and I'm like, "Darn right." 
Well, but uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about finished stuff. I was uh, taking a, I was oh. on my walk this morning and I was taking a picture. I want to take a picture and as usual, like launch the camera app and I get just like black screen, like no live video for an awfully long time. And I'm wondering if this is one of the many times over the course. Oh, okay, that's overstating it. But the once or twice a month where I launch the camera app and for some reason it doesn't feel like taking pictures at this moment. And by yeah. the time or by the time it settles down, the thing I wanted to take a picture of is no longer in front of yeah. me and there's no need to do it. That's that's something that uh, particularly with the camera function never, ever, ever has happened to me with uh, with an iPhone. So that's that is something that I still think that Google needs to work on, particularly when it's a pixel phone made by android made by google running an operating system made by google <laughs> and a camera app made by google i feel as though there's a the, the bar that i'm setting is not terribly high that with that level of control over everything they should be able to make the damn camera activate immediately um i did have okay but uh, moving moving on i do have to i do have to tell you about um a <laughs> a, a I have ne- something happened on Tuesday. I have never once had somebody like strike up a conversation with me uh, about uh, about my Chromebook or about Chromebooks in general. Um, and I was, but I was having having breakfast, had my Chrome uh, was in front of my Chromebook, mm-hmm. uh, doing like all my war- uh, it was Tuesday was super busy, so I was having like doing lots and lots of stuff. And there was a guy with two very very lovely children, and when he saw me like. Uh, closing the the Chromebook and about to get up, he like hurriedly like went over and introduced himself because he wanted to know like do you, what do you, what do you really like the 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 Google Pixel Book because I've got a I've got a Dell Chromebook or, or excuse me I got a Samsung uh, Chrome, Chromebook Pro and I really really like it I wish the pen were a little bit better and like, is he do you see the difference I'm like oh that looks great and I was very pleased to see someone who was a fan of Chrome uh, Chrome OS and assuring him though yeah no it's really really quite wonderful and you can get them pretty cheap when you see when you see them on on discount and yeah well it, it may sound may seem overkill to have this basically windows notebook running chrome os but you really re- when you get lots of tabs open oh yeah obviously yeah, that's a problem i'm having and just, so okay so that was one and then a second one in the afternoon because uh we are going f- we are uh, i am again recording from uh my studio i i think i should call it uh studio west because the public library that has the really great conference room that has air conditioning that I have been using all summer <laughs> is you called it your library salon this morning in Slack. The salon, yes. The salon. I, I, <laughs> Studio West seems a little bit more like I have a reputation and that I need to build my own studio or like okay. like okay. how like serious but they built Howard Stern uh-huh. his own studio. So, so yes, the Studio West. Um, so, and this is one of those times where someone was booked to use the room, like, uh, uh, right after me. So she uh, came in early and like, oh no, I, I, as soon as I'm done recording, I usually like unlock the door and open it just to signal that if somebody needs to get in mm-hmm. here, by all means, I'm just packing up. Mm-hmm. And so, and she too noticed my Chromebook, pulled out her own Chromebook that she was going to be using during the meeting. I think it was like one of those uh, 15 inch HP or something. And she was telling me how much she hates it. That she just can't make it do the things that she wants to make it do, wants it to do, and I was I was packing up, and she her the rest of the, her meeting pe- her people for the uh, some sort of a board meeting were coming in 
like actually waiting outside. So I didn't have time to get into it with her, but it seemed as though it was the common complaint that I sometimes there I, I there are things I need to do that involve apps that I can't do with web apps. And okay, that's definitely very, very fair. Very valid, yeah. But this is I, I don't know if this means that we're turning a sort of corner because I mean I've been using this Chromebook in public flagrantly. Uh, for for at least like six months, seven months, eight months. This is the first time like I gotten somebody wanting to talk to me about. I'm sorry, specifically someone who doesn't know that. Hey, well, it's it's veteran, world famous tech tech journalist Andy Anatko. Hey, kids. No, it was just like, hey, wow, it's a dude with a Chromebook, like a Pixel book. I want to talk to him about the Pixel book. Uh, so. I'm. I wonder if it's getting. Uh, it's getting enough ingrained in the public consciousness that now people know what it mm. is and they want to talk about it, pro or con. But they you can talk about it. I. I'm not. Not working in education. I'm not used to mm-hmm. being in the same room with people who use Chromebooks on a regular basis, like adults who use them voluntarily on a regular basis. So I'm. I am cheered and encouraged by this. Yeah, me too. You know, I just uh, Chrome is great. <laughs> Chrome yeah. is great. I, I dig it. I will uh, one, but before we go to an ad, I, I will. I will give one tip. I I made my Pixel Book really, really suck for a few weeks, and that's by like not paying attention to how much storage I was using. Oh up. yeah. Uh, and I'll, how big I'll, is your drive uh, in it? It's two. It's two hundred fifty six gigs. Oh. Um, so it's a it's so there's there's I there's, have five twelve. Okay, well there's I've <laughs> got I, I, I mean I've got plenty of elbow room, but the problem is that recently, like I've been doing a lot of traveling and like mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, spending time with unreliable Wi-Fi, and also the great thing about the Pixel Book because it's a two-in-one that you can use it like tablet style or just like easel style. That it really is like this. It, it it really blurs a lot of lines on how you're going to use it. So as a result, I've been downloading a lot of YouTube videos and downloading a lot of stuff from Hulu and Netflix oh, and yeah. uh, my Google Play like purchases. Not even necessarily because oh, I want to watch this uh, like on the uh, on my train ride tomorrow, but 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 like. Gee, I just uh, I I think I'll copy the entirety of season seven of The Simpsons from my file server <laughs> and have it on a folder in there yeah, just in case I need it. And also, uh, it's usually the I've been I also have been doing a lot of hey I've got a like hour long commuter rail trip uh, home from the city and I took like a ton of pictures. I can't wait to get home to actually see them. So I'm going to copy them all into this, into the, the pixel book just so I can take a look at them. Even though I know that um, when I get home, I'll re slurp that card into like my actual Mac. And those things kind of added up to the, 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 the basic problem was that I was floating with about 10 gigs or less free which is not what we're not a level that alarms me when i'm on uh my macbook but it turns out that as i have seen that it got really slow and it got really really weird and a lot of like oh i can't find the internet but uh, i'll I'll show it to you you turn your camera on i will point you at the wi-fi base station with all its green flashing lights and so yeah so that's that was (laughs) three or four days ago i really did have to go into my downloads folder and free up, basically remove all kinds of stuff that didn't need to be there 
feeling absolutely no pain whatsoever because this was all completely superfluous stuff. I'm just – with a Chromebook, I'm kind of used to it – thinking of it as not really a laptop. So I don't really think of uh, free disk space as a survival <laughs> instinct that has to be done regularly. So if the for those of you who like – are limping along with 64 gigs. Uh, actually, there's a really good deal on, I think, Newegg at Newegg, someplace else that has like the previous edition of the of the Chrome of uh, Google's. I think it's the, I think it was the Pixel, uh, the one with the really cool uh, uh, RGB light bar uh, with the i7 processor, but only 64 gigs of storage. If you uh, it's like 300 bucks or less, a little less than that, I was. So tempted to get one just because, wow, that's a great price. Yeah, but you don't need it. Yeah, but it's a great price, but you don't need it, Andy. Well, I want to know what that i7. I want to know how much that i7 would be put to use on Chrome OS because I've been reading a lot about like high-end Chromebooks. They're great, and I'm sure they are. And I can certainly do a lot with the i5 that's in the Pixelbook, but an i7, Mm. extra CPU power? Yeah, it's it's not necessarily automatic, but the thing is, so many web pages make so much really bad use <laughs> of, of JavaScript. Is that really? Is that really what? It, and then that's the other thing: is that what we are buying computers for? We're buying computers because of a gross misuse of code, and because there are developers out there who are not doing their due diligence or. It's not even developers, I should say, because I I know coming from this world of content that sometimes it's just publishers. They just want to put all the things, all the scripts in the background there. Um, I really worry about that. I remember... I remember back in the day where you could only go to certain websites with certain browsers. And I mean, it's like, are we going back to that with... If your computer does not have this much memory and this much CPU power, this page is going to crash on you. Yeah. Too bad. We wanted your revenue. And it's most and and the I think the biggest factor is application uh, RAM and like <laughs> a swap space on your drive. But and I will also say that uh, although a better processor is going to be show it show its metal when you're running Linux on the on the thing, which of mm-hmm, course you can. Mm-hmm. It would have been so great if. Google had decided to flip the switch on the Windows 10 compatibility mode. That would have been there's still a crossover. Yeah. It's not it's Windows not... 10. It's just it's Windows 32 bit effectively. Which... Yeah. I mean just the just the idea of <laughs> being able to hold down uh, hold hold down the, the, the Google key on startup or just simply double click on a Windows binary and suddenly you're looking at a Windows anyway. No, 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 it's it's bad to cry over spilled milk. Nothing gold can stay, pony boy. Nothing gold can stay. And we never had it to begin with, so that even doesn't even apply. We never had it. They were just teasing us with it. That's the one with Robert De Niro, right? No, no, the the, the, the outsiders. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> we should take a break. <laughs> yes. This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. When you're preparing to travel abroad this summer, there will be a lot of things on your checklist. But there's one very important thing that's probably missing from that checklist. One app that's going to keep you safe and secure online while you're away. 
ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN doesn't just encrypt your data while you surf the internet on public airport and hotel Wi-Fi. It lets you stream and access content that normally would have been blocked in that country. So you can unblock all your favorite websites and browse as if you were right at home. With ExpressVPN, powerful encryption secures your data. It's super easy to use and it runs in the background. Just download the app, click to connect, and you're protected. It uses a new cutting-edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure there are no logs of what you do online. And it costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. I personally use ExpressVPN on all of my computers and all of my mobile devices. I love that I can use this on Chrome OS, on Windows 10, and on my Android device. Absolutely no issues. Don't travel this summer without downloading ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash material. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash material for three months free with a one-year package. Go there now. It's one thing off your summer checklist, expressvpn.com slash material. That's the name of this show. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. Uh, okay, well, today was a, well, a, a busy week. For a busy couple of weeks for uh, Google lawyers, I, I guess. I, I guess that the entire like legal team, maybe they had like uh, like all their vacations scheduled for like the first week of August, and they knew that if a whole bunch of lawsuits kept going forward, then they might not be able to take the long weekend before the vacation, and they didn't want to do, they didn't want to stay and work throughout that entire weekend. So, although Google can be credibly said that they don't, they don't, they never settle when it comes to the quality Mm -hmm. of uh, the Mm -hmm. Pixel phones and the operating system, they do settle when it comes to really, really bad lawsuits that point out that they were been very, very naughty to the extreme of hundreds of their users suing them in a class action suit or very, very, very powerful uh, United States government agencies, along with worldwide agencies, potentially uh, imposing fines and sanctions that would threaten the actual future of the company. That, again, maybe you just want to know when to hold them know when to agree to pay out 13 million dollars so uh we got we got three of these big lawsuits that got settled uh, this week uh let's start out with uh the sequel to uh the the google's uh 2010 why not as good as the first <laughs> incident well yeah you know there, there's a, there's more added texture they can get into the characters a little bit more. There's less world building. Or uh, it's like a Jurassic Park situation, and it's really just the first one that was ever good. Well, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, uh, the second right. Batman movie, okay. the second Godfather okay. movie. There, all there right, are. All right, all right. Well, see, uh, the well, and and granted, uh, the second Batman and the second and the second Star Wars movie had a budget of way more than $13 million. Uh, well, that's what they paid out. See, here's what's so uh, if you remember, if you're if you're a if you're not a nostalgia buff for Google malfeasance regarding privacy, this was the incident in which it was discovered that you know those really really cool and funky uh, Google Maps cars, uh, street view cars that keep driving around taking pictures of 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 of, of addresses and stuff like that. Well, 
funny story. It turned out that uh, it was also sniffing at uh, open Wi-Fi access points to see what kind of information it could get. It was collecting uh, email addresses. <laughs> it was collecting uh, passwords and a whole bunch of other private information uh, from oh, 2008 through 2010. A lot of people, they got bent out of shape about it. Uh, people meeting actual governments. Uh, this is, it was actually government inquiries in the EU that kind of started, kicked this whole ball off. Uh, the class, see, uh, they, uh, they already settled uh, the, uh, about 30 to 40 states of the United States uh, actually <laughs> sued uh, and create, uh, filed actions against Google. Uh, and Google settled with all those states, The again, the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the punitive part for $7 million in 2013. They also agreed that they're going to destroy all the data that they collected and never use it. Um, this part was different. This was the <laughs> – this was the <laughs> – Oy, this was the class action part of the suit. That's $13 million for Google's. And uh, oddly enough, uh, part of the settlement was that they Google was also ordered to stop using any data they collected and destroy it all, which is kind of odd because they were supposed to have done that already. Let's hope that this language was included because it's – doesn't cost them anything to the lawsuit to say, well, do, if, if you've already done it, great, but if you haven't done it yet, let's just make sure this is written down. Bad if during discovery they discovered that there was some nooks and crannies of personal information. And not the English, that got yeah, violated. not the English muffin kind, unfortunately. Because yeah, they, they, they hold butter and jam. Those, those would be exactly. great. Those would be awesome. Or Nutella. Awesome. Yeah. You think, it, you think think harder out of the box. Come on, Andy. Uh, Nutella, see, that's, bananas. That's, I, tr- I tried. This morning, I did take a walk. I went to the bakery, and I had a blueberry muffin, which is technically cake. But I'm saying I feel as though once you put Nutella or like chocolate into the equation of breakfast, I can't credibly say that I just want to have like dessert for breakfast. Which I should. I am an adult. I can't have that. But the Europeans like, do. Picky up. <laughs> yeah, but there are a lot of things that Europeans do. Yes, I, do, also I don't. True. I don't. I don't strut around beaches and speedos either. And that, that's the, all for the good. Now, if uh, again, uh, those of you who are uh, Google malfeasance buffs will remember that Google's. <laughs> and defense... if you are, please write us. By the way, <laughs> we want to talk. We to would you. love to see your Etsy store with your T-shirts, your, your fan-made T-shirts about uh, your favorite lawsuits against. Google. Um, at the time, Google said first deni- first denied that it was happening, and act surprised that they were anyone was even accusing them of it. So they did an audit and actually hired an outside company to take a look at what was happening. Okay. Uh, it was the G uh, an app called uh, or a software called G Stumbler that was running on the Street View cars. <laughs> In a blog post and in a series of abject apologies, they said, okay, turns out that we were doing that all along, but it was a total accident, we swear. They were saying that uh, a research pro- – <laughs> when the, 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 the team that built the, uh, the G-Stumbler for the Street View cars – uh, when they started working on this, they said, oh, well, we, we're going to need like a whole suite of like Wi-Fi uh, tools. All right. Here's a here's a code module that, uh, that what we already did a, f- a few years ago. Great. We'll just like copy and paste that in or just add that to the includes in this project. Unknowingly that this was a research project that was, again, 
<laughs> designed to, amongst its many useful features, also collect information from open Wi-Fi access ports. So they, so they were claiming that they were not aware that they had accidentally weaponized <laughs> the Google Street View car. Um, they also offered a defense that is credible, he said, applying vocal italics, saying that, look, I mean, if we, if we really wanted to like steal information – I don't, how much information could we possibly scrape from a car that's traveling at like regular like street <laughs> regular uh, street speeds? Um, and the skeptics would then reply that, well, there are stoplights, and sometimes you have to stop for stoplights, uh, stop signs, and things like that. And what the hell? Maybe internally you were thinking that, well, we'll probably get nothing, but if we do get stuff, hey, that's stuff we didn't have. So basically, this is uh, this could have been really, really bad because they could have been hit up on actual federal wiretapping charges. They dodged that bullet. They seem to have gotten pretty, gotten off pretty light. Uh, Thirteen million plus seven million for a yeah, huge chump change problem. For yeah, a that's giant. that's practically nothing. That's a rounding error. And by the, the way. If you Google G Stumbler, you can find all the documentation and articles from 2010 regarding this. It's just if anybody is curious of going down another rabbit hole. Yeah. You can also download the P, uh, the, uh, the PDF of the internal report that Google commissioned on mm-hmm. what yeah, was actually doing. Yeah, that's the thing I just found. Okay. And it's and it's <laughs> and to and to be honest, that is a pretty good balanced report that doesn't make Google look very good at all. It just simply uh, coldly says, "Here's what the app was doing, and here's how badly." Yeah, I was, it was. I was just quickly like scanning it and saw a lot of like Mac address, like scans for this, <laughs> like this is featured in this, so that's why it can be found. And and then that's when you realize, like, goodness, everything I do is trackable. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, oh, and also part and part of the settlement also involves uh, the the, the settlement. This settlement, uh, the money is mostly going to uh, privacy organizations. Uh, And uh, part of the settlement also says that Google has to uh, produce educational materials that sort of teach people about the vulnerabilities of open Wi-Fi and how to secure them. So this is um, a lot like – this is is a lot like the public service announcement about drunk driving that rock and rollers have to make after they've, you know, killed (laughs) – after they've driven their their sports car, you know, through a – like shelter for for homeless dogs and they have to say yeah maybe drake can drive because i've had to spend two and a half whole hours here making this public service announcement and there'll be no more consequences but i've certainly learned the lesson and you know i'm suing this doggy shelter because of the damage to my car but that's probably not going to go nowhere. So, you don't want to be in my shoes, people. So, don't drink and drive, but drink and drive, but like drive on salt flats where there aren't quite so many dogs around. Or just don't get caught. You know what? No. Drink and drive and hire a much better freaking lawyer than I had because I have a friend who actually killed. F- that many dogs and an equal number of cats 
and he actually got a key to the Blackstone city. The he worst. donated seventy five dollars to, you know, as, as I think it was a ferret rescue to show that his heart was in the right place. Now the other good thing is that they don't check for you've been drinking before you make the PSA. So, I mean, check back with me tomorrow. I'm not going to figure. I'm not going to remember anything that I said today. I'll probably take it all back. It doesn't really sound. Uh, uh, Okay, my time's up. I've said it's supposed to be four minutes and two seconds. We went eight seconds over. So hope you missed a judgy, judgy person. I hope you listened to this because, God, there ain't no justice for rich rockers anymore. I'm waiting for Justin Bieber to go down this uh, <laughs> pipeline. I'm still waiting for his apology video because he also drove drunk when he was 19, underage mm. even. He'll probably get an apology tattoo. <laughs> Precisely. Anyway. Uh, okay, speaking so, of apologies. Speaking of, yeah, so <laughs> next on the, the big hit parade of settlements, uh, so they're facing a federal class action suit uh, <laughs> alleging that between 2007 and 2013, uh, or at least particularly between these, these years, that they were applying uh, age discrimination against people who are 40 or older older uh so saying their hiring practice were all was all screwed up um according to the mercury news uh the workers who in the class action sued about 230 people in these plaintiffs by the, i'm sorry i didn't me- i should mention there was ele- this one was uh, to the tune of 11 million dollars uh, distributed amongst 230 plaintiffs each one is getting about 12 or 13 thousand dollars here uh but mercury news says the workers uh, argued in their lawsuit that between 2007 and 2013 Google's workforce grew to nearly 30,000 people and that, that the median age of its workers as of 2013 was 29 compared to a median age of 41 for U.S. employees in computer and math fields. They claim Google through, quote, reckless indifference, unquote, or, quote, intentional discrimination, unquote, denied equal hiring, employment and compensation opportunities to people 40 and older. Uh, and according to uh, their testimony, there was a kind of a common pattern here uh, that these were uh, engineers between the ages of 40 and 50 years old that hadn't applied for jobs at Google. They had actually been uh, sought out by a handouter, uh, by a recruiter, mm-hmm. and they had passed through multiple interviews, uh, uh, multiple tests, multiple phone calls. Um, and the place where they kind of flamed out with Google was after personal interviews with corporate so assuming that – thinking that perhaps the – once they really uh, – even though, they, of course, they had to have known the age of the person who's applying for this job, maybe the – seeing a person who is between the ages of 40 and 50 it's sitting in their illegal. office. It's legal. It's illegal, by the way, to yes, to ask, to have your age asked, just okay. for anybody out there. True. Yeah, it's I, a total I, I imagine, violation you know, of true. the law. <laughs> but what they – I don't know. Maybe someone offered. I don't know. If, I, I think that when you see, but never when you offer see, that information yeah. either. By the way, when, when you, I mean, when you see the CV that says that says that, well, I was working at Raytheon from 1986 to uh, through 1992. Sure, you could surmise. Yeah, you could surmise through like past work. But you know, I started working in my teens, so I wrote a version no. of I wrote a version of the basic computing language for the Commodore PET computer <laughs> and 6502 assembler. Again, unless you're a particularly sharp two-year-old. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's fair, fair. 
So, uh, so the the settlement uh, amongst the things that was sort of like declared in the settlement was the observation that perhaps uh, assessing a candidate's googliness, which is a word that we hear a lot when people write about Google culture, there is actually a that is actually a uh, a. a cultural term of again is somebody googly enough to work for google meaning do they are they a good like cultural fit for us uh the settlement basically acknowledges that that's a little bit vague and if you are going to turn someone down for a job and you get sued for it perhaps the defense well he wasn't googly enough for us not a great defense. You would like to have something no. a little bit firmer than that. Um, so that Google and feel bad. Sorry, we didn't <laughs> hire you. You weren't e enough. You like, weren't what? googly enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. We. <laughs> you were wearing a baseball cap, but you didn't have the bill like turned thusly. Mm. Like we, we try to get at least twenty percent of uh, just off turned the his main access exactly. Like a Bridget. youth. Yes. There, there's, there is no way to make me re- think that you are a very, very silly middle-aged person. And again, speaking as a middle-aged person myself, then like baseball cap, fine. I think that's that's perfectly fine. But if you're like wearing it like a little bit askewed, like you're, you're in NSYNC from like 1992 or something like that, that's like you may as well say, yes, I am part of the generation What's what letters lower than Z? Because I'm certainly not X, certainly not Y. I'm Z or actually, I'm not even millennial. I'm <coughs> I'm coughing because I was vaping earlier. It's not because I have some sort of upper respiratory weakness. Anyway, uh, me and my fellow youths were on were snapping on the chat, as it were, and uh, doing some E. I believe the term is. Uh, so uh, I'm more than capable of uh, writing your website front end using only the best Fortran, COBOL, and I'm even quite fluent in Pascal. If you're looking for one of those more modern wow. languages, wow, yeah, it's I, I just I don't like. Please, the, please yeah, put your hat back. It's Thank like you. yeah, it's, don't don't, pre- was... don't pretend. Don't no, please don't pretend. Uh, so uh, Google, as part of the settlement, agreed to train managers and workers on age-based bias. That's certainly going to solve the problem. Good thing to ask in the settlement. Uh, and set up a committee in its recruiting department to focus on age diversity in software engineering, systems reliability engineering, and system engineering. The fact that they they're forced to set up a committee means that you know that action is going to be taken. I just I'm not entirely sure how the committee is supposed to focus on that considering it is illegal for your employer to ask you how old you are or your date of birth again. So they'd be going completely based off of how people look, which is in of itself another like it, it, that's not a way to assess people. I mean, I, mm. my husband went gray in 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 his late teens so it's like how can you uh can i add just a quick little comment to this um this is not just a Google thing, by the way. This is definitely right. a Silicon Valley-wide thing, and I say that as a person who has a lot of loved ones who work in Silicon Valley. It is sometimes it feels really alienating to be to to be in to be older. Um, people might not know how old you are, but 
you can sense those differences when you're working in an office because it comes across in like in references and, you know, um, even vernacular, like, and even how like code base, like the jokes that Andy was making, like, um, so I don't know. It's just, I feel like if Google could do something to help this, it would just overall be a good move for the entirety of the industry. Because I, you know, it's not, you shouldn't be discriminated against because you've been working longer than the kids who just graduated Stanford. Like, it's, you have experience. You have something to offer yeah. this world. And there's, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, and just because, I, I parenthetically, just because you're 50 years old and you got turned down for a job at Google does not necessarily mean it's age discrimination. There are a lot of people who have not kept their skills and their knowledge yep, current. That's the other thing. However, yeah. there are, <laughs> there it's, it's a lot of, the, the problem is assuming that just mm-hmm. because someone isn't 23, 24, 25, that they do not understand how, uh, how, uh, any language that has that was not formalized after uh, before 1995 works not understanding how frameworks works not understanding <laughs> not 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 understanding how you know uh, not not even understanding how object oriented programming works it's like no they're people who are they're sharp for a reason and that's because that they are always always refreshing their skills um i'm it's like even us journalists we have to keep up with yeah. like the changing mediums and um um, things that, you know, the way people are consuming uh, media and information. Uh, and those of us, like if we would have stayed in print all this time, you wouldn't be hearing from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's it's I, I'm just disapp- I'm disappointed. This is another settlement that's like you, they, they are able to write a check, make this all go away. And there is absolutely they're not they're not obligated to actually do anything. As far as I can tell, there is nothing in the settlement that says that they they pledge that by in the next within the next five years, the average age of employees at Google uh, Engineering will be at least thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven. They're not there's they don't have to do anything. Again, they form a committee. Big deal. They have to educate. Big deal. That 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 the. Any settlement that allows a company to keep doing what they were doing and feel no pain whatsoever, it's not a settlement. It's uh, it's you know checkbook. It's, it's you, you can buy uh-huh. your way out of it. This is not this is nothing. I'm sure that I'm sure that the money is good for uh, for the plaintiffs. Uh, they get uh, eleven thousand four hundred ninety five dollars each, plus additional compensation for lost wages to be determined case by case. Cool. Uh, so I mean, that's, that's not nothing, but again, we have to, there, there's a reason why you don't, if you have a cast iron skillet, there's a reason why you don't like touch the, grab that handle when it's hot twice because you've been burned once and you realize that, wow, that really, really cost me. I'm certainly not going to do that again because I know I don't want to have to go through what I was forced to go through the last time I did that thing I should not have done. Uh, But if it's (laughs) again, if it's if I if I had to if I had to pay a a dollar eighty every time I parked illegally, I would be parking on I-95 because who cares? I I got I, I got that kind of money. I'm a journalist freelancer, but I have that kind of money. Uh, okay, last one. Now this is this is a pretty lightweight one. 
I mean, uh, it was just about, you know, uh, the F, F, okay, the, the FTC, <laughs> I think they have authority over, mm. over, over American companies. Mm. Actually, they absolutely do. Anyway, uh, so they were, they charged, uh, that, uh, YouTube was in at, uh, in, inadequately protecting children from inappropriate content. You know, I mean, what's inappropriate? You know, I mean, I get, uh, Captain Planet. I don't think that's appropriate. I think it was. It presents a very. Oh my facile god! Don't view. get me started on that. I was actually exactly. not allowed to watch that. Yeah, again, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. A very facile view of the environment and and solutions to that. You know, and if you know, it's far worse than that. So the. <laughs> So uh, not only did they were they charging that uh, they were uh, YouTube was not protecting children from inappropriate content adequately, but also that uh, YouTube was illegally collecting their information. Uh, uh, COPA, the uh, Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, says mm-hmm. that you have to have uh, explicit permission from a parent to get the, to collect personal information from children. And uh, it's it's from the from the contours of this, it sounds as though Google was pretty careless and not really caring about making sure that they were verifying the age of the people who are using YouTube and steering uh, content to users that they did not know the age of. Also, it's a, been a recurring problem that even when you have uh, content that it looks like it's produced for children, it can still be pretty gnarly, pretty heavy stuff. I'm not just talking about uh, Warner Brothers cartoon violence from 1940s and 50s cartoons. We're talking about like real violent, horrible stuff that is being distributed and trying to target. Uh, trying a lot to of garbage on YouTube. Yeah, so... Uh, this is not, again, not good. The PR hit is uh, probably going to be worse than the financial hit. Details mm-hmm. of the settlement are unclear at this time. Uh, all, uh, the FTC only announced that the, they have reached a settlement in this case. They haven't actually uh, talked about the parameters of it. Uh, there will definitely include a multi-million dollar fine. So, again, buck 30, buck 40. Uh <laughs> Essentially, it might be as relatively speaking to like our to my economics, it might cost as much as a burrito Um, and not even I'm talking about a Chipotle burrito, not like a really good, like fine restaurant burrito. So, okay, so again, they basically wrote a check. They made a settlement. Uh, It's very, very frustrating. And obviously, uh, Google is not the only beneficiary of this kind of practice. Uh, uh, this week, yeah. uh, there was the official announcement of Facebook's five billion dollar fine uh, about uh, 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 from the government about how they uh, were not protecting user information the way that they should have. All uh, blowing up from the Cambridge Analytica sc- uh, scandal, uh, and and five billion is not a small amount of money. Uh, Apple is rumored to be closing a deal to buy Intel's entire 5G modem chip business, including all of their patents, all of their all of their procedures, and uh, hiring off all of their employees. And that's rumored to cost one billion dollars. Uh, Facebook bought, I think, uh, uh, Instagram for a little over a billion dollars. So it's not a small amount of money, but when you consider that uh, Facebook takes in seventy five billion dollars in revenue every quarter. Uh, they're not going to feel it for very, very long if they feel it at all. And the problem, then, given that they were already under uh, a government order from tw- a settlement from 2010, 
saying preceding Cambridge Analytica saying that you're being frivolous with uh, personal security and privacy and we will not prosecute you further if you agree to the following conditions and of course they violated all those conditions they could have they could have made it non-monetary they could have said by the way uh if you if you don't want prosecution to go forward guess what Zuckerberg you're out you have to you have to cede controlling interest in the company or uh, we, we're going to put someone on your board. You basically have to make a material change to how you do business because we no longer trust you to do anything that you promised to do regarding securing privacy. It has to hurt. It has to be so painful that they cannot continue the way they have before. Uh, they can't just simply write a check. As, as a matter of fact, you know, uh, in their annual report, uh, to sock to shareholders, uh, Facebook was anticipating this, and so they got ahead of it by telling shareholders, "Oh, and by the way, we're expecting a three to five billion dollar expense of uh, paying a fine." And if anything, their stock uh, their stock price went up after this because shareholders who knew that this could be hundreds of billions of dollars, this could have been if if the government was really, really wanted to bare its teeth on this, they could have put Facebook out of business. This was the liability that Facebook was under. I'm not saying that they should have put Facebook out of business, but that's how bad it could have been. And it was affecting the stock price. So once shareholders found out that, oh, really, they're just going to have to pay three to five billion. Great. Let now we can buy now we can now we can buy Facebook again because we know they're not going to be split up into several little valueless companies or they're not going to be. Ugh. It just gets me very very mad, and this is why I don't agree with uh, politicians like uh, Massachusetts Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren that if every big tech company needs to be broken mm. up. But this is I agree a very very good case in point. That if the government is not able to rein in these people, then if we just have to swing the hatchet, it'll be painful for users for the, for a, a mighty long time. But eventually we will land on a place where companies know that here is a line you cannot cross. Here is the line of fire. Here is the pit of despair that you do not want to be shoved into. And remember 2020 when they passed those laws and they really put the hurt on everybody and Google is now like a chain of like local bakeries and limited to the eastern seaboard but mostly concentrated in New England where they used to own the entire industry. Do you want that to happen to you? Sure you don't. So don't be jerks because you are all, you've been standing over a trap door this whole time and the United States Congress has the button and it's a really really squishy easy to put it's not even like turn a key and two turn key it's literally just like an arcade button push the hell out of it yes i'm bummed out by all this should we push the button on an ad uh, yes i think we should a refreshing ad This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linode serves their customers with the help of 10 data centers across the globe. And they're about to add more. Mumbai, India, Toronto, Canada will both have data centers before 2020. 
Linode features native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors, meaning you're able to serve your customers even faster than before. And so you don't have to stress about overspending, Linode has designed their pricing tiers to feature hourly billing, with the added bonus of a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services such as backups and node balancers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at 1 gig of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigs of RAM. And Linode is a special offer just for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gig of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you really have nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash material and promo code material2019. To learn more, sign up and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and the Relay FM network. Well, folks, if you've been listening to this podcast for a not just this podcast, but a series of our podcasts for a long time, you know, so we generally put the lighter stuff like after yeah. the second ad. And part of it's for you, but part of it is for us so that we can we can be less doom and gloomy mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, ourselves. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I'll say one positive, at least one positive thing that uh, <laughs> piece of Google news, uh, which doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but I think it is. Google launched uh, a new app uh, called Gallery Go, which is sort of a lightweight version of Google Photos. Uh, and if you recognize the word Go, you'll know that this is part of Google's really fine initiative to produce versions of their apps and their services that will be functional for people who have either really, really bad access to broadband or if their mobile broadband is really, really expensive. So uh, like all the other apps in the Google Go collection, uh, you don't need necessarily even need a live connection to the internet for it to function. And even if you do have a, a live internet connection, it will sip daintily hummingbird-like uh, amounts of data instead of just <laughs> really sending your wallet right into the furnace. Um, and now, as, even if you have uh, an American-style internet mobile broadband access, where my, my plan is like just – unlimited uh, unlimited data so long as i don't use it for tethering and my plan it really is like uh, even if it's a huge data cap before they start throttling at all and then on AT, it's AT&T and they will only start throttling my mobile broadband on the phone only like if it's like a peak time and it's like a really really busy network time and so as a result it's like I've been I've been doing so much like streaming right on my phone just because, oh, wow, it really like cost me practically nothing to watch Netflix all the time. So now when I'm on the train, I will have like my phone on a little tripod <laughs> and just be watching Netflix for an hour and a half or three hours. Um, but I even so I downloaded uh, Gallery Go and I really, really like it because I don't know if you've had this problem or reaction to Google Photos flow, but there are times when I just want to see the picture I took yesterday because I want to put it on Instagram or I want to share it's, it with somebody. It's a long load. Sometimes it's a big load, especially right. if you have like decades of data in there, which I do now. Yeah. 
And on top of everything, it won't doesn't necessarily. Oh, here are the photos. Here's like just the photos that are on your device. It's like no, oh, I well, here's have to go here's, dig in. Through here's a the assistant, and here's some things we also want you to look at. Yeah. But no, 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 I really just want to. I took a really you funny a picture of, of a duck you, yesterday. I want to yeah. show my friend the picture of the duck. Don't, and now he's losing interest. He was barely interested already, but now that I'm in like second number nine, ten, eleven, it's just ticking. I still haven't found the picture of the damn duck. This is a this is a very very simple straight forward photo gallery app that nonetheless uh, does sync to Google Photos when you want it to. It does have some basic editing uh, features Mm -hmm. that are very, very simple and very, very effective. And of course, for a look look for the photo, find the photo, send the photo to uh, send the photo to Twitter works great. So I think that uh, I'm very, very close to moving it onto my home screen, maybe not instead of Google Photos, but right next to it so I can choose between them. I was going to say, so a majority, I was just quickly scanning the reviews in the Play Store. A majority of the low reviews are, A, it doesn't have dark mode, which I realize in this day and age is just, is how dare you. Uh, I agree. And B, like there aren't, it's missing some very robust features, like particular organization of file types, but all in due time, friends, because it's got a 4.5 in the Play Store thus far. A lot of folks are like, thank you so much, Google. This is a great app. Oh, this is great. Um, and apparently it does all of your syncing at night. Yes. So just as when soon they, as When rates are, are, are lower in other places. Yeah. yeah. Very well thought out. And it's not, it's not like there are no gallery apps uh, on the Play Store. It's just that I haven't found one that I like that isn't just a scammy like ad pop-up vector that just doesn't that doesn't get it right uh and so was speaking of speaking of scams though i was not surprised but still disappointed in the in the worldwide developer community that when i did a search for gallery go after uh, seeing the the blog post about it that of course the first hit is a brand new photos app called Gal- named Gallery Go. That is not the Google app. Somebody, as soon as they found out about this, they decided to write and release an app called Gallery Go to trick people into installing their app. Oh, and it has that Samsung like sunflower icon. Yeah, it's like the stock generic, and it, they it didn't. Uh, I didn't come close to installing it, but my very first reaction was. Oh, that makes sense. They want to sort to make to make it look like different from Google Photos and say this is a very very simple thing. They're using it, the familiar a familiar like simple uh, came free with a phone. Oh wait, no, that's not from Google, is it? Damn it! I just feel I didn't install it, so no no harm done to me. But I still feel as though I want that like those like nine seconds of my life back. That's like, how dare you? St- and it's, it's like, this is like, this is dirtbag programmer behavior. This is, to me, this is, uh, this is like being like a FedEx package thief, where it's like, you don't have the guts to be a real criminal. You're just going to drive around. And if you see a FedEx package, or if you see an Amazon package in the middle of the day, you're just going to pull over, run out there, grab it and come back. Just be a real crook. Okay. If you're just Jeez. grabbing packages off, you're just a Dirt Andy, bag. I don't think we're supposed to tell people to be real crass. No, I'm I'm saying have some pride in what you come up with a have plan. Have some pride in your crookery. Yeah, exactly. It's like I again, I I don't know I I, uh, I don't know why I segregate certain certain behaviors into like 
uh, to me, dirtbag behavior is different from like real like I again I have a nice bike I like my bike I lock my bike very securely and I'm always thinking about the two only there are only two groups of people that want to steal my bike one is the professional bike thieves that I don't I I hate them for what they do okay but I at least appreciate that they're riding around taking note of they know the difference between an expensive bike and a cheap bike they can assess that oh that's a really good lock not worth my my getting out the grinder or no actually that's a U lock but it's easy to get through I'll come back later and go see I at least at least let me be stolen from by a professional, someone who is running this at least mm-hmm. like a business. The mm-hmm. dirtbags are the people who, like, if I were stupid enough to leave my, oh, I'm just going to be in the grocery store for like five minutes. I won't even buy. I'll just le- let it lean up there. The dirtbags are the ones who are like, hey, look, there's a free bike. <laughs> I've got my pickup truck, so I'm just going to toss it in the back. <laughs> and then I, I imagine them like they're having like kids and them being like eight years behind on child support and say, I'll just give this to like my one of my one of my kids I never see as a birthday gift. Gift, even though it's the first birthday gift I've given given them and or any attention I've given them in six or seven years, or I'm just gonna toss it toss in the back because it's a it's a it's a bike that I can steal, and then I'll just probably like you know ride around on it drunk, uh, and then like toss it in a ravine. Ha ha. Again, that's dirtbag bike thief. I want to be I want to be victimized by a professional bike thief. That's all. But anyway. So anyway, not your, don't, developers, you're very, very naughty for doing that. And don't don't be a dirtbag. At least, again, make it a really good story about how you did something clever to steal personal information, you know, pin numbers, login information where haven't they, I mean, you're in the same line of work as I am. Can you can you honestly say there haven't been like crimes like that where you're like, oh, God, what a terrible where you thought. But you know what? That really was a very, very clever idea. That's and I, I can't I would never have imagined that if you just that you can flip individual bits in the inside the CPU by sending traffic to a certain by hitting a certain section of the CPU so heavily that it create that is actually I, I could never figure that out. That's actually pretty good. They you deserve the win. You're still gonna be punished for it, but you know, you kind of deserve the win. I'm I'm more excited about our next news item. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Would would you like to take this one? Sure. Um, I haven't actually tried it out yet, but Google Assistant speakers are going to become less chatty beginning this week. I guess this is already rolled out to a couple of folks. Um, The Google Home and Smart Displays will now acknowledge a turn on off the lights command with a chime instead of just like, it's off. The lights are off now. Light one, light two, and light three have been turned off. These seven lights that you have have been, 14 lights have been turned off. Like, I get it. I will now name each one of them in succession. (laughs) Like, I I get it. I just want to go to sleep without that, like, you know. So, Andy, have um, have you tried this out at all? I don't know if you've had a chance because i haven't but i can i can say it didn't work last night so okay but but i have but i have seen reports from other people like on reddit and such to say that yo no i was surprised that it was suddenly working all that this was yeah. suddenly happening all of a sudden so the support page is full of happy people uh, google has posted on the, the support channel that oh here's a change that we just made you'll be seeing it's very very soon 
It works when you turn the lights on and off in the same room as the device. It works for switches and other sorts of gadgets that might be considered light sources. Um, it even offers different tones to acknowledge on and off. Um, I don't know. Should we try it? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, we have to go. Uh, blurb in here. Hey, Google, turn off the lights. No chime. Hmm. It didn't say anything. Okay. Oh. You weren't supposed to talk. Stop talking. Okay. So leave we did, that. Leave we did that explain in. the problem with not demonstrating the solution. Right. Okay. Well, that's how You made that me miss a line in Westworld. Come on. You know how intricate, the, intricate this backstory is? So yes, it's it's uh, th- th- this is the part of the development of technology that I really dig when they they've got the system working and now they got a, now they're fine tuning things and they've identified how not to annoy people quite so much. I just want to have full conversations with it like, "Hey, what did you say the weather was yesterday?" and then it tells me what the weather is and I'm like, "That sounds like it's going to be really hot today." And then it's like, "Yeah, you should probably wear your sunscreen today." Because the melanoma index is high. And then I'll be like, thanks for that helpful information. And then I'll go, you're welcome. I don't want you to get skin cancer. Like, this is how I want to talk to my assistant. So <laughs> I'm putting that out there for anybody who's listening who might have that power. It's, yeah, again, for especially for someone like me who, like, you know, doesn't have a spouse, doesn't have kids. It's nice to know that at least a fake person cares i'm home alone all day okay this is what this is what i need and the cat sure as heck ain't talking to me all the time she's sleeping half the day (sighs) sometimes Uh. i wake her up just to have somebody to talk to i don't think she appreciates that anyway (laughs) well we have one last thing we've saved the beautiful juicy red sweet maraschino cherry for the top of this episode's hot fudge sunday so uh you're gonna like this now i'm gonna ask people not to judge because it's yes, actually don't. quite a lovely story. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, t- new parents, Ella Karina and Andy Kaya Saputra of Bikasi, West Java, have named their son Google. Actually, Google. G-O-O-G-L-E. Now, Flo, do you want to guess who's uh, of the male or the female parent? Which one had this great idea? Uh, well, according to this article, Andy, the father, is the one who had this idea because Ella was initially against it. Yeah. Again, that that seems like the way that would play out. That seems like a dude would come up with this idea. I'm not saying it's a stupid idea. I'm saying that it's a sufficiently out there idea that it would be from the sort of hormonal testosterone exuberance that I have come to, to associate with male behavior, using myself as a prime example of that sort of thing, where my life is littered with the rusted out hulks like ships on the seashore of ideas that seem like like awesome, creative, clever ideas at the time, but later on proved to cause me more trouble than they were worth. Uh, Ella, as a matter of fact, for the first couple of months, for referring to the baby as baby boy, as opposed to his his actual legal name Ouch. of Google. Uh, but Ouch. she certainly came around. And again, if I, I was certainly kind of judgy when I first heard about this until uh, I read this article in Jakarta's uh, Jakarta newspaper. She says, uh, quote, at first I 
did not want uh, to. I did not want this. Uh, I was using Google Translate on this, so I'm going to translate this from in, from Google English into actual English as I go. Sorry about that. Uh, at first, I didn't want the name to be Google, but then his father told me more uh, more about the name that he had good intentions. Uh, let Google be a leader who can be useful for many mm. people, just as Google is useful. Google is a search engine. Oh, sorry, for Ella, the name is a prayer. She and her husband hope the second child can be like a Google search engine that knows everything and is useful to many people. I hope my son can be quote. I hope my son can be a leader who can lead people so that he can be useful for many people. Which is which is really quite sweet. And that's really really sweet. I can't even yeah. like that's exactly. People should name their children like that. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, it's I I will say that uh, as a, I, this is not necessarily a positive or a negative thing, but if someone were to Google his name in adulthood uh, for jobs and stuff that like that, that might be kind of hard. That again, that could be a feedback loop. On the other hand, what do you need to know about an applicant for a job or a college or a school? Then his name is Google. We are bringing his butt in for an interview at the very least because he's got some great stories and he's probably mm-hmm. got some interesting parents too. Like, like when you find out when you when you find out that the name of that actor who played Dwight on The Office that oh his first name is Rain. He must have some interesting parents, probably very cool parents, because that is a very lateral uh, sort of name to give. Uh, One of the Kardashians <laughs> named their kids Rain. <laughs> it's just FYI. Okay, well, okay. Sometimes it's <laughs> sickening, but still, again, I, I should not. I should, sometimes, sometimes I tell myself I shouldn't judge. Sometimes I tell myself it's. I can't help judging, but I shouldn't share that judgment to yes. any other people because it's of no use to anybody. It's no anyway. We're we're not judging this. This is actually incredibly sweet. <laughs> Again, this is actually quite sweet. Again, it is it is that thing like oh my god, that's kind of weird. But then again, how many how many like adults, uh, young adults are uh, are roaming America now whose name are like his name is like Monica or Khaleesi. Chandler <laughs> because because or Khaleesi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I, I'm, I'm, I swear this is a name in Silicon Valley that has really? been given to children. Yes. Okay. Or, or Arya or, you know, Sansa, like just Game of Thrones cast. Cool stop. <laughs> okay, true. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and see, and then you find out that they're not, it's not because they're turbo nerds who don't understand the difficulty mm-hmm. a kid's like going to have. Name. It's because I've, oh, I take great inspiration from this character and I hope that the same fighting spirit, the same courage, the same sensitivity is, you know, just if, if someone introduced, introduced himself as like. Same my, terrible ending. <laughs> okay. Well, right. now, now you're basically saying Sorry. this child should have a terrible ending to their life. <laughs> Well, don't name your child after a TV show that didn't end that well. It's like naming your child after Lost. Okay, sorry. Okay, well, how, how about how about say that the, the that their their life ending was underwritten. Okay, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> not not sure. probably. It's still kind of bad to say Here that. Here lies well, Sansa. Smith. The last eight years of your life, you were not you were your, your character was not very well motivated. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, this is terrible. Okay, but really but the sorry, but, but the point is that like again, if I find if I'm introduced to somebody like I could be someone who's like my age, and like their first name is like uh, my name is uh, Mister Jablonkowitz, like oh like no no my first name is Mister M I S T E R as people call me uh, Miss, 
uh, also sometimes, which is even doubly confirming. Oh, well, wow. that's, how'd you get that name? Well, actually, my middle name is Rogers uh, because – you know, my 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 mom like was would be watching Mr. Rogers was as my other two, my older two siblings were growing up. And like this is the sweetest, kindest, most empathic humanist man I've ever heard. And if I I, I just like the idea of my of my son, you know, becoming a fraction of inspired mm-hmm. by and they're like, okay. I'm now re- I now want to I'm reaching my wallet I'm giving you the $27 that I have uh, in cash on me to apologize for the things I was thinking <laughs> before you mentioned you t- so again don't judge there's often a good uh, good story about it now a lot uh, a lot of people might have been thinking that uh this is the according to the article in the, in the Jakarta Post that uh, it was kind of a, a, a mercenary move, thinking that oh, Google is going to like give us like college uh, college scholarships and stuff like that. No, no, that wasn't uh, about it at all. Again, it was a very very nice reason. However, uh, uh, Google Indonesia uh, did send along some baby presents, <laughs> such as a jumper that was emblazoned with the Google logo. Very nice. Uh, Google Ellis says Google Indonesia called us. They expressed congratulations and wish that baby Google could grow up to be a helpful and useful person to many others. I certainly hope so. You know what? I am blessing this baby Google and I hope that they are an oracle just as much as Google has been, you know, I mean, come on. It's like there's a reason they say Google that. That's a really. Ooh. See, that's a, that's a problem. Either jokingly or seriously, everyone's going to oh, be like asking him for like, hey, what what ca- what city in the United States is area code 213? <laughs> Let's uh, check in with him in 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> he might need us. I, I feel as though it's, it's natural, even if you have no reason to resent your parents, that he will resent his parents for a period of time post-adolescence, pre-adulthood, but then he will, re- again, uh, if they, his parents did not tell him the origin of his name, he'll say, you know what? I think I should be helpful to other people. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so I think that'll wrap it up. Again, I'm, gl- yeah. I'm glad we, we, we ended the show. It started off with some heavy stuff about Google, and we've ended up with a new life, a new life, a new mm-hmm. potential, infinite mm-hmm. potential. Uh, of a new human life again uh, i we salute you baby google and we hope that we will be the mascot of our show someday we'll have to design a costume for like a big foam like well no 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 he can just you know be, be you be you google and you know we'll we'll work out the details later yeah help us get more memberships yeah yeah yes at relay.fm slash material mm. Or you can sign up for a membership. Because we're too, by the way, we're too, uh, we're too bashful to ask our our listeners yeah. for memberships. Right. Uh, for, so we'll though, ask a baby from Indonesia to help us yeah. instead. Uh. <laughs> because, uh, frankly, I'm not speaking for you, Flo. I'm speaking for myself. A baby from Indonesia is probably more on the ball about furthering their own monetary career, monetary interests than I am. I'm more focused on the. You know, the writing, the researching, the going out for ice cream stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, go to relay.fm slash material and become a member of relay.fm. Support us. Uh, we do really, really appreciate that. We do actually, I think we got a separate payment uh, that reflects memberships. Yes, we and we know, and so we know when you, you've signed up, we know that you're there. 
and that it really does make me feel really, really good uh, because that's someone who not only enjoys the show. A lot of listeners are nice enough to tell us that they uh, that they like the show. God bless each and every one of you. Um, every one of you that is nice enough to listen to our show. God bless each every one of you. Sometimes it's nice to have like a tangible thing that says, oh, yep, no, there are people who are like they actually put themselves out mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to in order to show their appreciation for the show. And we absolutely appreciate it. And we have absolutely. another uh, we have another special episode, bonus episode for our members coming up. We are still spitballing ideas on yeah. how to do th- on what we want to do. We like to go a little bit outside of the norm for that. So we're trying to figure out how outside the norm we we have to go without having to, you know, hose down our boots afterwards. So we'll, we'll figure that out. We're working on it. In the meantime. In the meantime. Flo, what's what's going on in your life in the next week that you're going to be publishing and that we would love more people to have more attention pointed at? I'm just heating up my house even more with all these gaming laptops that I'm finishing up. So just follow me, florenceion.com. Uh, you know I'm here on the Real FM network. I'm also on the Twit network, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram, though that flow. <laughs> Lovely. And spell my last name, I-H-N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, mm-hmm. K-O. Uh, and you'll be hooked up to my Twitter account, my Instagram account. My K-O is inst- a knockout. That's what you used to start saying. <laughs> T-K-O, anyways, technical knockout. Yeah. Yes. Which meant that I could, I could have hit this person harder and really put some damage on them, but I said, nope, he's wobbly. He's He can't answer the questions of the referee. I'm satisfied with that. I'm just satisfied mm-hmm. with it with the W. That's Let's mm-hmm. let this person start the healing process. Of course, my biggest weapon is, of course, my wit and my cutting personality. But uh, <laughs> you can also occasionally hear me about every week on uh, uh, Boston Public Radio, uh, WGBH, which is Boston's NPR station. Uh, if you go to WGBHnews.org, you can see previous shows I've done about a half hour, 20 minutes to half hour on tech roughly every week uh, and see them, uh, watch them or listen to them live as they go out. Uh, follow my Twitter feed to I usually ping like the day before, the morning before to let people know exactly what time I'm going to be on because I'm done. That's not like every Monday at one. It's usually like Fridays at uh, 1230, but you never know. Anyway, so thank you very very much for listening to this episode hope you're with us again next week until then everybody have a really spectacular seven days bye 